0: Let's talk about punch, baby. It's all five in Hindi, which is all the five things to refresh you. Be lazy. Let's talk about punch. Greetings and welcome into the Patuxent General. I am your host, Jess. We have a lot of talk about food today. First thing, we have a rum punch if you're thirsty, a carrot ginger soup if you're hungry, and just a tiny frosting shot for dessert. But first, I have to thank my Patreon subscribers, who are the carefully placed and balanced stone, the mortar, gravel, water, hard work, and patience that is the stone wall that is the Patuxent General, without whom we would be dirt. So, if you would like to be a bedrock like one of these steadfast folk, look for us on Patreon.com or merely follow the link in the show notes. So, thank you. Let's try Rum Punch. A favorite around the general, which should not be a surprise as we are a seafaring town, is a rum punch. We may drink it as rum and fruit punch, but folks of the past had specific recipes. Punch was written down for the first time in 1632, derived from the Hindi word for five. It refers to the five components, citrus, sugar, water, spirit, and tea or spices. Brought by the East India Tea Company back to Europe, The drink was a huge hit, so when European sailors traveled to the warm waters of Jamaica where the beer spoiled in the casks and they had to substitute rum, they called it punch and followed these rules in the recipe. One of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, and four of weak. Seemingly the only thing left out was the spice or tea. You will need a very large tall glass or tumbler, lots of ice, 1 half ounce fresh lemon juice, 1 half ounce fresh lime juice, 2 ounces cherry syrup, 3 ounces strong rum, your choice, 3 ounces water. Now throw it all in the tumbler and stir until the glass frosts over. Then drink it with a straw and tiny umbrellas, just like the sailors, and enjoy. Ginger carrot soup. These soup stories usually start the same way. I was at Little Falls and was given a quandary. And this recipe is no different. My boss and very close friend came in with a 50-pound bag of gigantic carrots. I mean, these things were at least four inches across the top. Huge carrots. And with his usual big smile, he suggests that I start the soup soon and makes a very funny joke about the carrots, which I cannot repeat here, but it did keep me giggling through some dangerous carrot shopping. Now, I had a hand of ginger in the cooler and some Noor vegetable base, a lovely gold color. This is my answer. Golden ginger carrot soup. For this recipe, you will need two tablespoons of honey, if needed, one large sweet onion, four huge carrots or eight regular, four cups veggie stock or nor veggie base, enough for six total cups, two cups of water, one tablespoon grated fresh ginger, one clove garlic, chopped fine, two tablespoons of oil of your choice. I used olive oil. We'll start with the onions. I did these a moderately fine dice so that they flavor but mostly disintegrate into the soup. There is only one star here, and that's carrots. So saute these onions in the oil until they slowly golden. Let all those sugars come out and start the caramelization process. Then throw in the tablespoon of fresh grated ginger and chopped garlic. Just rub it around for about a minute and then add your stock or water. The carrots, though, You will need a really big cutting board and a really sharp knife of a large size. We are going to cut our carrots into rounds. And with such big carrots, they have a tendency to shoot across the board. Chasing carrot rounds gets old fast. So my best advice is a sharp knife and a large space. First, peel the carrots. Using my method, I cannot peel myself, so check it out. I hold the carrot with the fattest part in one hand, with the small end pointing towards me, then peel with the other hand, large size to small. It is fast, safe, and easier to control. Dig it. Large rounds should be as thin as possible and the small rounds should be wide, too, so that the cooking time isn't too different. Put them in your stock and simmer until the large rounds are tender but not falling apart. Now is the tasting. The broth should be a lovely golden color. Depending on your broth, whether it was salted or not, this dish may or may not need it at this point. If it does, consider a half a teaspoon of soy sauce. However, if the carrots were dry, it may not be sweet enough. Then I would add a few tablespoons of honey. The ginger is just the thing to brighten up this sunny soup. You could also substitute one giant carrot with a golden beet. It is so beautiful. Another variation is with a good curry mix and with rice. But I hope you do enjoy my golden ginger carrot soup. Frosting Shots There I was years ago at the beginning of spring at Little Falls. I'd been making cupcakes and someone said, I just want the frosting. The flavor is amazing. Can I just buy a spoonful of that? And I thought, yes, I'll make shots of frosting and sell them with a little cappuccino spoon, which I did. Each one topped with an eye-catching candy or fruit or espresso bean. At this time, I can remember 17 of these flavors. Well, 16. Plus one added by a close friend of the General, Becky A. She waltzed into the General this week with some unbelievable Guinness chocolate cupcakes topped with Bailey's Irish cream frosting. After I tasted them and my eyes rolled back into my head, we got to chatting about frosting. I explained frosting shots to her and her pupils dilated. She said, do that on your podcast next week. All right, Palio. These are the 17 flavors of frosting shots plus the basic recipe for American buttercream. For this recipe, you will need... One cup of room temperature softened butter, unsalted for this recipe, but you could use salted and just omit the salt. Two to three cups of confectioners' sugar, one teaspoon of flavor, and a pinch of salt. I start by slowly beating the butter with a paddle on my mixer. When the butter is a lighter color, scrape down and add a cup of confectioners' sugar. Beat very slowly. Scrape again and then add the rest of the confectioners' sugar as well as the salt and flavor. Super, super slowly incorporate the rest of the ingredients. If your frosting breaks, beat it a little longer. Add a little more milk or confectioners' sugar as you see fit. While this is still loose, it is easier to squeeze in the pastry bag, so I generally just used a cupcake tip and filled shot glass shaped plastic cups. But what if you wanted a cream cheese frosting? They have the same steps, so for cream cheese frosting you will need 2 cups of softened unsalted butter, 16 ounces or 2 8-ounce packages of cream cheese, 3 cups of confectioner's sugar, of course put through a sieve to remove the lumps, one teaspoon of salt and one teaspoon of vanilla. First, beat the butter for a bit until it's fluffy and lighter in color. For the cream cheese frosting, add the cream cheese for this step. Add your first half cup of confectioners sugar, gently beat in with a capital G. Low and slow is the way with this. Scrape down the bowl and then add your milk or maple syrup or whatever you want. Then decide your extract flavor and add it, plus a pinch of salt. Put in the next three quarters of a cup of confectioner's sugar and slowly mix until incorporated. Scrape down the sides and bottom and put in the remaining sugar. I beat it slowly for at least five to ten minutes. If it's dry, add a little liquid, whatever you are already using, like lemon juice. If it's wet, add a little more sugar, but you should be spot on. This frosting is great for piping, but if you are doing fine work, remove the paddle at this stage and with a rubber spatula, scrape down the edges and bottom, pushing out excess air as you do so. Continue for about five minutes, then it's ready to go into your pastry bag or on your cake, whatever you wish. Variations are easy by switching up the liquids, toppings, extracts, and mix-ins. Here are my top 16 frosting shot flavors, including and starting with Becky A's. Bailey's frosting, or fruity ones like lime or lemon cream cheese, orange or strawberry, or nutty ones like maple walnut, peanut butter, chocolate, chocolate coconut almond, or espresso. Hit the spice with cinnamon, which I topped with Red Hots, or dive into candy with peppermint stick, confetti, cotton candy, blue raspberry, mocha, or even vanilla. Use my ideas, or better yet, use your own and enjoy. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his Electromagnetic Pinball Museum and Restoration Arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and LEGO 2. $10 $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. And now, as part of our House on the Corner Ghost Story Series, a compilation of local stories. Patuxet Village has a long history dating back to the early 17th century and with such a rich history it is no surprise that there have been many reports of paranormal activity and ghostly sightings in this picturesque area. One of the most famous ghost stories associated with Patuxet Village is that of the White Lady. There are several versions of this story but according to one version the White Lady was a wealthy bride who was to marry a poor farmer. Her father disapproved of the match and refused to attend the wedding. During the ceremony, the bride received a message from her father saying that he had changed his mind and would come to the wedding. Overjoyed, she ran out of the church to meet him, but on her way, she tripped and fell into the river, where she drowned in her flowing wedding dress. Another version of the story says that the white lady was a newlywed who was killed by her jealous husband on their wedding night, who buried her body near the bridge, and her ghost has haunted the area ever since. Regardless of which version, many people claim to have seen the white lady over the years, often late at night or near the bridge that crosses the Patuxet River. Some say she appears as a woman-shaped mist or a figure in a white flowing dress, while others report hearing her crying or laughing. Whether fact or fiction, the legend has become part of Rhode Island's folklore and many people enjoy sharing the story and trying to get a look at the ghostly Lady in White. The legend of the ghostly old sea captain has been passed down for generations in Patuxent Village and many people still claim to have seen his ghost to this day. Some even believe that he still haunts the area searching for his lost ship and crew. Tuxet played a significant role in the American Revolution. The village was a strategic location for both British and American forces due to its proximity to Narragansett Bay. There have been reports of a ghostly soldier haunting the village, believed to be a Revolutionary War soldier. The identity of the soldier is unknown but it is speculated that he may have been a member of the Rhode Island Regiment. Legend has it that the soldier appears in full Revolutionary War military attire and regalia and can be seen marching through the village looking for lost comrades or standing guard at various locations. Some witnesses have reported feeling a chilling sensation or of hearing the sound of marching feet approaching before or after the apparition appears. Yet another legend involves the Patuxet Rangers, a local militia group that was formed during the Revolutionary War. According to the legend, a group of Hessian soldiers attacked the rangers in the village and some of the soldiers were killed. It is said that the ghosts of these soldiers can still be seen wandering around the village at night. Which leads us to the story of the Hessian soldier. According to this story, during the Revolutionary War, a group of Hessian soldiers were captured by American forces and held prisoner in the village. One of the soldiers escaped and was pursued by American soldiers, eventually being killed near the river. It is said that his ghost can be seen wandering near the river at night. Many people who live in or visit Patuxent Village believe that The area is haunted, and the neighborhood has become a popular destination for ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts. Thank you once again for joining us here at the PG. Let's say you want to chat about frosting or order something for pickup at our pop-up general store. Reach out. Our email is jess at We can't wait to hear what you have to say. But until then, I'll meet you at the pop-up and right back here next time at the Patuxent General. A Something for Posterity production re-recorded in Patuxent.